We are starting, though, following up on something we talked about last week, and we didn't have nearly enough time on the open lines, so we're going to open up the phone lines a bit later on in the show, talking about the freeze when it comes to the sale, the import, the transfer, the bequeathing of handguns in this province. Remember this big announcement from last week? Going forward today, um, it will be illegal to buy, sell, transfer, uh, or bequeath handguns. This is a significant stride forward towards smart, sensible uh, gun policy to keep our communities safe. That's it was Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino speaking last week. And you heard right off the top there, going forward today. Except some digging by Blacklock's reporter has shown that is not exactly the case. And Tom Korski is joining us now. He is the managing editor at Blacklock's Reporter. Tom, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, Jill. Let's talk a little bit about this because it was a big, splashy announcement. We heard from the Prime Minister as well, the Public Safety Minister of Canada, talking about the handgun freeze. And they talked about it as saying it was effective immediately. It's now in place. But you and Blacklock's reporters have discovered that's not actually the case. It's not the case. And it's a very basic rule. This is not inside uh, process uh you know, baseball technicalities, Jill. Fundamental rule. Uh, Canadians are not governed by secret regulations. We're governed by public regulations, and that regulations must be published in a specific place. It's called legal notice. The place is called the Canada Gazette. It's published every Wednesday and Saturday and has been since 1841, even before Confederation. If you want to know what rules that uh, you, you are governed by, you look it up in the Gazette. If it's not in the Gazette, it's not a rule, because we don't live in the Soviet Union. We are not governed by secret regulations. When the Prime Minister said on Friday, this is the law now, we, say, we are doing it by cabinet order, I say so, here's the news release, it doesn't work that way. We are not governed by news releases. It is not your job as a citizen to go hunting and pecking through the Internet to guess as to whether you can buy a handgun or not. By the way, that won't be gazetted until November 9th. The Department of Public Safety says so. November 9th at the earliest. And so what do you think was happening here? Was it kind of a channel changer or the federal government was hoping that they could announce this and say it's effective immediately and, and people like yourselves, uh, reporters at Blacklocks or any reporter for that matter or any Canadian for that matter, just wouldn't check? We, this is the third time we've caught them doing this. It's, it's a new habit in Ottawa. And I think it's intended to confuse and frighten people. I really do. It serves no other purpose. This is, this is right out of the NHL rulebook. Can't pass the puck to a player ahead of the blue line offside. You can't make it up. You can't change the rules. But they do this because they wanted to frighten people into believing that a law was in place without bothering to pass a bill or to correctly publish a regulation. Jill, we can't have that. We can't live in a country where we are governed by press releases and midnight cabinet orders. It just doesn't work that way. But that's what they try to do. I think they're going for the effect. They wanted that story in every newspaper in the country. And they got it. And the story is wrong.
And when you talk about this, well, I know there was some response or there were questions about, oh, well, is it possible in this case that they got an exemption, that you can you can get an exemption for whether it's the, the public debate or the, the, um, the, the leading up to the passing. But like you said, this was a cabinet order. This wasn't kind of going through the normal channels. But it doesn't appear, or, or you've been able to find as well, it's not as though there was an exemption granted here. There was not, and I'm happy to explain because they are uh, uh, parsing words. Where have you heard that before? (laughs) That's what governments do when they get caught. When they say there's an exemption, what they mean is usually open, transparent governments publish regulations before they take effect. That's called Gazette One. Who reads the Gazette, by the way? Well, we do, and there's a few lawyers. In Gazette 1, you say, we're going to have such a regulation on such a day. Why don't you tell us what you think? And you have a period of public consultation. It can be 30 days. It can be two years. Cabinets often waive that consultation because they want to get a regulation in right away. When you want a regulation to become law so that every police officer on the corner can enforce it, that's called Gazette 2. It's called final publication the term is registration. That's offside. They didn't do it in this case. Now we see the spokesperson for the Minister of Public Safety unbelievably says, oh, that business, that business about publishing the rules for everyone to see, that's a formality. We don't do that anymore. Hmm. Jill, I got to tell you, whether you own a handgun or not, and most Canadians don't, This is unacceptable. It's misinformation. And frankly, it's shabby treatment by a cabinet that's completely unnecessary. Be straight with the people. Tell them what you're doing and when. Don't fake it and try to frighten them. And I think that's what they did. Right, because we're even we're not talking about a huge amount of time here. Like you said, according to the Gazette, this will become law. This is a cabinet order that's coming in, but the date is November 9th. At least be honest about when the date is. They've done it twice before. One time was uh, they were in a, a bad place in a, a trademark dispute in federal court. We documented this through access to information. They backdated <laughs> news release. Mendocino, God bless him, the public safety minister. He actually backdated a news release. He issued a fake news release claiming an act was in force because it would help their case in federal court. He did that to mislead a federal judge. And they did it two years ago when it, actually a bill was passed into law by parliament it was a tax exemption on farmland sales. It was going to cost the Treasury $179 million. Department of Finance said, no, no, that bill's not in effect until we say so. The chair of the Finance Committee got so hot, he was a liberal, by the way. He brought the committee back into session in July just to get the finance boys down to give them a hard time. This is becoming a trend in Ottawa. It's dangerous. It's bad habits. And it's misleading. It causes confusion and delay. They're doing it deliberately. Thank you for trying to clarify this, Jill. Well, no, thank you for doing this as well, because I think when people saw you and other staff members, reporters at Black Locks, uh, posting about this on social media, there were a lot of questions going, well, wait a minute. They, they use the word immediately and as of now and today and with great fanfare talked about this freeze that's in place. I mean, we can get into whether or not the freeze is going to do anything when it comes to crime rates and crime and illegal guns in this country, a whole other conversation. But for a government to say one thing that completely is not true uh, deserves at least a second look. 
Well, it's deliberate, and, and, and we can ask, I guess it's a rhetorical question. I don't know the answer. It's beyond my professional training. I'm not a sociologist. Why would a government want to sow confusion, fear, and upset with false announcements? Maybe you're right, Joe. Maybe it was because of testimony in the public, uh, uh, Commons Public Safety Committee, where police chiefs said, your bill, by the way, is not going to do anything to reduce gun crimes. I don't know. Maybe it was all political. I guess we'll find out someday. But it's a hell of a way to run a railway. Well, I mean, it shouldn't, I suppose, come as a huge surprise either. And I talked about this on the day of the announcement. I mean, last time they were talking about bringing in tougher gun laws. Uh, The public safety minister, uh, as they like to trot out crime victims as props, uh, he got the name wrong in a case where a teenager was hit by a stray bullet. And then in this last announcement, the prime minister was talking about a very high profile case in Surrey, the Surrey Six Murders, and talked about one of the innocent bystanders being hit with a stray bullet. Well, that wasn't what happened at all. So they're not even getting the facts right when they're talking about high-profile crimes committed with illegal guns, I might add. So I suppose uh, we shouldn't be all that surprised that they're not getting the facts right when they're talking about the dates. It's, it's a long trail of winding on uh, gun regulation. There's no doubt about it. Handguns have been regulated in Canada since 1935. Most Canadians who don't own a handgun are rightfully, uh, you know, ambivalent about handgun regulation. But I'll tell you where they start to care. And that's when you get the bill. And that's the problem. And, and police chiefs have told them this in, in testimony in committee. These are police chiefs. They're not running for office. And they've told them your handgun freeze is not going to stop the flow of black market guns into the country. Do you know they don't even know how many guns are smuggled into Canada. The Customs and Immigration Union has testified in committee. Do you know what it is to ship a rail car full of uh, black market guns into Canada? Your chance of escaping detection is about 100%. We have a porous border. They're not on it. And yet we see there's political motivation, to, I guess, to show people in the cities, in particular in Toronto and Montreal, as you mentioned, Surrey, look at what we're doing to make your neighborhood safe. And when the chief of police, Chief McPhee from Edmonton, was the last to testify in committee, and Jill, he told them, all you're doing is you're fueling the black market. It's a ridiculous measure. And he said he does not even think it will reduce gun crime. Then what's the point? Now we're into monkey business with fake news releases again. It's, uh, this is so complicated for cabinet. And you wonder why. Why does it ha- public safety have to be so political and so complicated all the time? Well, I'm uh, so glad that you were able to join us, uh, Tom, and talk more about this uh, and clarify that uh, as this reads, this law, uh, whether you uh, support it or don't, is actually not going to be in place until November 9th. I'm sure we will talk more about this, but Tom, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you again so much. Thank you, Jill.